This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now live from Studio C, it's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play back in Studio C, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, September 6th. Wherever and however you're connected, always great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man who I believe is going to whisper all week long because of something Fessy Satake said. That's right. Uh, we got to be quiet because on Saturday... That's when we bring the noise. Fessy <laughs> Satake, wide receivers coach. Cougar Nation, if you have not gotten tickets to this week's game, lock it up! If you have tickets, don't say a word from now until game day. It's a verbal fast. Save your voices. Let's make this the loudest atmosphere Lavelle Edwards Stadium has ever seen. Can't wait to see everyone there. Hashtag Go Cooks. Fessy, it will not be as loud as the Utah game last year. I'm sorry. That was an <sighs> incredible performance. Can it yeah. approximate that is yeah. the question? Because that was an unbelievable night. We can always try to emulate, like, the greatest. That's what I do every Sunday. But it's tough. You're right. Like, that... Like replicating that atmosphere in the home opener. It was last amazing. Year. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's right. I think this can be this massive game, right? First top 10 team in Provo. We think they'll be top 10, right? Um, waiting for the AP poll to come out. Since uh, Wisconsin in 2017. It's been five years. It's been a minute. Okay. Yeah. And well, that we, didn't go well that day, but guess what? Beer's not a 4 9 team this year. No, and we will They're see. They're a 94 plus team. We will see where BYU is in the latest rankings, and where Baylor falls in the top ten latest rankings, we believe any moment. Any moment. Your show lineup, uh, you can make plenty of noise for that. Yeah, we're going to go into the top 25 rankings according to the Associated Press. I saw at least one Associated Press voter that still doesn't have BYU in his top 25. Yeah. I, 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 I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't it, get it. I just it. tweeted this out. In my completely <laughs> biased opinion, BYU should be like 17th still, somewhere around there. There, there's at least one and probably a few that still do not have BYU in How? the top 25. How? Because BYU now, according to ESPN's Football Power Index, is a favorite in most games, Jerem. Like, their chances to beat everybody on their schedule just went up, in some cases, exponentially. Interesting. Why? We will look at that. And David Nixon, former NFL and BYU linebacker, tells us where he thinks BYU was the most dominant and what the Cougars have to do what they have to change to beat Baylor. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. We await the Associated Press poll. The moment we get that information, we will break up whatever we're doing because it's everything else is secondary to that. Yep. Uh, BYU 25th in the preseason poll. We'll see if they climb. Uh, We'll see how many voters didn't even have BYU in the poll, which is ludicrous. Uh, We await that. We'll let you know as soon as we know. BYU has officially begun preparation for Baylor. Short celebration of what happened against South Florida. Now it's all about the Bears. Here's what Coach Kalani Satake had to say about Baylor. We're really excited about the opportunity to play against Baylor. And, uh, you know, we're familiar with them. Uh, really, really good good team. Um, obviously ranked. And uh, they're, the, they're the standard for the Big 12. They're, they're the champs. They're the conference champs. And we get to have them here in Provo. Really excited for uh, for that game and, and excited to see how we match up from, from our game against them last year to now. Yeah, no, we're excited to see that too. How different is BYU against Baylor this year compared to what the Cougars took to Waco last year? And how different are the Bears compared to what they put on the field last year? How much talent did they lose? And how much does a, a crazy home atmosphere matter? 
Yeah. The Vegas experts say three and a half points favoring BYU in Provo. There you go. Okay, let's hope it's uh, at least three, at least one no on one. Saturday. Well, yes. Cougars in the NFL. Kyrus Tonga signs with the Falcons practice squad after being released by Dub Bears. So what's up, Tyler Algier? You got a new roommate, sounds like. Also, uh, well, is Kyrus married? Maybe not. Uh, also, Zach Wilson is named a Jets captain on a... So I believe Kyrus is the 17th BYU Cougar now on an NFL roster or NFL practice squad right now. Good number. 13 yeah. made the 53, and then a handful of guys on the practice squad. That's great. That's a good number, man. BYU women's volleyball still in the top 10 at number 10, in spite of a three sets to one home loss to Pitt. Second lowest hitting night of the season, just 260, Jerem, but they have a bounce back opportunity on two major occasions this week. They're gonna take on a couple of top 10 teams. BYU can bounce back in a major way if they can just get a split this week, you would think. Number five, Georgia Tech up first on Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. Number eight, Ohio State. I mean, that's big time. Woo. Also big time. A guy I saw at the Killer Concerts last Tuesday night, one week ago. Connor Mance yeah. wins the USA TF 20K. 20K? Uh, New Haven Road Race, time of 59.08. I told him, way to summon your Brandon Flowers concert <laughs> energy. Listen. It was only a kiss! You can go to a concert, and then you can go win a super awesome race and make a bunch of money as an incredible athlete. He did both. Yeah, like it's just, it's. He did both. Whatever, you know, doing his thing. BYU men's volleyball setter Heath Hughes is in Maceo, Brazil with the United States Collegiate Beach Team for the World University Championships. That's pretty cool. That's cool, man. And uh, it's winter down there. He told me it's 80 degrees. It's 80 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. In the no, winter? Ma Maceo is in the northeast. It's very hot. It's in, in the, the winter. winter. I'll I'll take I was that. down south in Porto Alegre. It was, it was, I could see my breath in one area. One of my companions was from Manaus, and he acted like a kid that had seen snow for the first time. <laughs> like, it was awesome. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. Jerem, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to yield to you here for the first topic of the day. Because, yield? Yes, yield. Yes, you're going to, like, I'm super excited to discuss these numbers. You're, you're so a numbers excited. Guy. You no, want to no, answer first. Here you're a go. numbers guy, and I do want to answer this first. I'm also a human being. Uh, <laughs> after seeing week one's ESPN's Football Power Index, it, they adjusted their numbers, so let's break down some Majorly. of these numbers and see what we think. Notable changes include BYU now below 50% win probability in only two games, Notre Dame and this week against Baylor. Okay. The, uh, the Oregon game went from 26% to 52%. Excuse me? Arkansas up 12% from 46 to 58 So with this new information, and notably, uh, you know, Baylor, um, you know, it stayed the same. Notre Dame went up 9%. Um, have your season expectations changed based on these win probability increases? I want to say, yeah, BYU is for sure going to win 10 games in the regular season now, but I'm still at 9-3. and three. I feel mm -hmm. better about 9-3. and three. Yeah. I have I, that I, same I feel idea. Yep. Stronger I just feel better. about 9-3. and three. I'm feeling way better about the Boise State scenario. And it's oh, kind of, they were so bad. They turned yeah. it over a gajillion times. They pulled the greatest quarterback in college football history, according to Boise State, Hank Bachmeyer. They got... Lit up. They, they didn't. They the looked State? like a very mediocre, middling Mountain West Conference team. It was weird. Yeah, Oregon State's improved, but still. Uh, Oregon State, by the way, half one side of their stadium is being finished and renovated, so all the fans were on one half of the, yes. the other half. It was weird. 
This makes me feel better about BYU sweeping through the group of five opponents. Mm. Because we talked a few weeks ago about, ah, there's typically just like one group of five loss in there. It's only happened a couple of times in the last couple of decades where BYU has gone undefeated against all their group of five opponents. Like, this is the opportunity. This year, with this team, as experienced as they are, if Boise State is down, and East Carolina might be better than we expected, they but they got to come to Provo. They should, yeah, they should have won that game. At Liberty is sneaky, but they don't have Malik Willis. 70% chance for BYU to win yeah. at Liberty. Now, that was like 51% when the season began. Yeah, that's the game we're really – who cares about that game? Really? No, so I, I feel um, better yeah. about BYU sweeping the group of five. So now I'm kind of like, uh, BYU like nine and a half wins. That's kind of how I feel. Where you, Yeah, le- leaning on maybe ten. Yes. It all depends, honestly, on Saturday. And we'll address this more as the week goes on. But I have a hard time feeling like, okay, if BYU loses this game Saturday, that ten and two is pretty feasible. I think you got to win to keep that possibility. Because going. it's a home power five? It's a home power five. Baylor's really good. I think it's hard to know. I, I think Notre Dame's the best team on the schedule right now still, despite uh, – I thought they played pretty well against Ohio State. Sure. Ohio State's good. Some people would argue that Arkansas is even better than Baylor. That's the, that's the conversation in my mind, at least. I'm talking to myself, apparently. Baylor and Arkansas as the second-best game. Got to win one of those. Those are going to be tough. Oregon is interesting, too, because Georgia would have crushed almost everybody. Like, there are only a handful of teams that would have given them a game in that scenario in Atlanta. Um, can you imagine, like, BYU coming off a natty playing someone in Salt Lake? Like, they would have just crushed a fool, you know? I'd like to think that BYU wouldn't lose by 46 to Georgia, oh, though. I would hope so. The, the goal for BYU at SEC teams on the road is just cross the 50. That's just well. Let's start there. It hurts. With twenty seventeen LSU, but that was a bad BYU team, right? This team is the exact opposite of that. So I, I don't really change my expectations. Are we? Should we feel good about a fifty pointer on the road where BYU just dominates? Yes, special teams got astray. Whatever. And some of the opponents performed poorly over the weekend. Some performed well, but like, yeah, you look at Boise State and Oregon, you go, hmm, interesting. Those games feel more winnable. Granted, I don't want to overreact over one game. Like, Oregon's going to play an FCS team this week. I think Eastern Washington, they're going to crush them. And then BYU rolls in there. Oregon's Oregon's, uh, lacking a little confidence. BYU hopefully beats Baylor and then comes in pretty confident. Now it's a big game. You're trying to avenge, what was it? Was it 90? I think it was 90 when BYU, or 91? And BYU went in there and, and, uh, and lost. My mom didn't take me to that game either. Mom, you got to take me to these games. You got to take me to 84 when I'm a baby. You got to take me to this. <laughs> I never game. I, I could have helped. But, <laughs> but I'm, I'm excited about, uh, you know, what, what BYU has there. Obviously, Puka Nakua's health is something that matters for this Saturday because if Puka's in there, you saw how explosive he can be. I think BYU, I don't know that BYU needs him to win, but it certainly help, obviously. The crowd plays a huge factor, and I, I believe that's why – Las Vegas says, BYU's going to win this game by three points, maybe four points, because of what they saw the Cougars do at home last year outside of Boise State. They, they saw the energy early in the season. Man, if we, can, if we could just like, compartmentalize or bottle up uh, some of the energy that existed from that Utah scenario and that home Like a last tear year. in Harry Potter with yes, memory. Just, some, just something, yes, right? Put it in a bottle. Something, right? And then BYU could like, channel into that a, even half of the energy that was there against Utah last year? I think year. it'll be similar. Space. I like BYU's chances against Baylor. Home opener. It's a, it's a similar scenario. It's Same big kickoff game. time? Top, yep, top tip. Listen, we've become comfortable with that kickoff time. It, t- it took us like 10 years. But we've become like, hey, 
that's kind of our time. Like, it that that's a late game for Baylor. That's a 9:20 uh, start time to their bodies, right? But they're in college. They stay up late. You know when it's not, you're not at your peak physical performance? Like in the third quarter when you're at altitude and it's late. You know what I mean? BYU's used to this, though. Yes. Like South Florida was used to the uh, humid temperatures. Here's the thing with South Florida. They stink, so it didn't matter. But Baylor is really good. And if BYU, to me, this game comes down to can BYU establish the run? Because last year, Baylor said, Tyler Algier will not beat us. Puka Nakua, cool, mate. Al- they allowed, well, didn't beat, didn't beat them. They, he, he had a ton of yards, 5 for 168 2, but it didn't win the game. That was, that was the game plan. BYU's got to be able to run the rock. And then BYU's got to be able to stop the run. Certainly that offensive line from Baylor's legit. That to me is the biggest thing, stopping Baylor's Stop run. the run, you got a chance to win. Yeah. If BYU is like last year and gives up 309, no, no chance. No, 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 no. chance. But this BYU team's not giving up 300 yards. In fact, they need, they need to give up perhaps less than 200 yeah, that, that to me is like the mark. If BYU can avoid just getting run over and stay with – like if Baylor is held under 200 yards rushing, BYU has a great chance of winning this game. And then you're asking Blake Shapin, who has started, uh, I think, maybe one true road game. Now you got to beat us. Hey, welcome to one of the toughest places to play, not only because of how good the team is and how great the crowd is, but again, altitude and yeah. quality, like – it is, this is a tough, we've seen this before with Keaton Slovis uh, as a freshman at USC. Yes. With Jordan Love. Yes. Even at Utah State, like, BYU's drop eight zone. Jerem. With the crowd. Like, I'm excited about what BYU brings Jerem, to Jerem, I'm about to make you feel way better about this game. I feel pretty good. Remind me what happened the last time a Baylor quarterback, to some degree, started against BYU early in the season. Last One, week? Charlie Brewer. Oh, for brother Utah. Brewer, the former the man Baylor who, quarterback, the man who ended the streaks, the guy who we heard all—I mean, we heard from everybody. Charlie Brewer, he threw for ten thousand yards at Baylor. Oh, he's so good. He just—he's just gonna eat that BYU secondary alive. He was so good. He started over Cam Rising. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And then he transferred like two weeks after he lost to BYU. And do you know where he is now? He's at Liberty. He's at Liberty. <laughs> BYU's going to like hand him like a gift basket and a wreath before the okay. game and be like, thanks for helping end the streak against Utah. Yeah. <laughs> Baylor quarterbacks coming to Pro Bowl early in the season. My stock's in the Cougars, Jerem. Let's I see. like it. I Gary like- Bohannon, check. Charlie Brewer, <laughs> check. Whoever the 84 star for Baylor was, check. check. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Until I see it, we I'm discovered- not going to believe it. All right, Thomas. I like that energy. I like that no faith in you energy. <laughs> I, I, Blake Shapin, prove BYU, prove me wrong. Okay, I Shapin my heart into belief. <laughs> Still, FPI, for what it's worth, says BYU only has a 42% chance to win at home. They disagree. I'm fine with that against the top yeah, 10 teams. Those metrics disagree with just the straight odds makers. Okay, but blind resume... Okay, top 10 teams coming to Provo. BYU has a 42% chance to win. I love that. I love Come that. Come on. That's great. That's really solid. That's really solid. All right. Big game. Now to our question of the day. After week one, how you have any Baylor quarterback. your expectations for the BYU football season changed? It's been one week, but have they shifted? It's been one week. Let's get to Voice of the Nation. <laughs> this is the Voice of the Nation. On BYU Sports Nation. Little accidental BNL there. It's been one week. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. 
Yes. McKay Hatch answers on Facebook. I'm remaining cautiously optimistic. If BYU can ball out in all three phases of the game and minimize mistakes, I think 10-2 and two is possible. However, BYU needs to stay as healthy as they can as well. You literally identified every key to that entire thing. Yeah, and there'll be some games where certain phases aren't on, right? You just need to Special win. teams was not on against South Florida. I would say, yeah. Not, not on. on. Not on, no. The kick uh, return defense was not on. But it was okay. BYU's up 38-0. It, di- it did not matter. Even your boy Ryan Rico hit a 35-yard punt. He looked human just so For like the rest of the team could feel like they had a <laughs> shot at being the best player on the team. Baylor quarterbacks having a lot of former or current Baylor quarterbacks on the schedule, Jerem, is a huge key. More Baylor quarterbacks. <laughs> and RG3 is on the call for yes, Baylor yes, quarterbacks. It's all about no, the Baylor I'm quarterbacks. coming to Provo. Yes. Check out BYU football's Kalani Stake. Tonight, 8.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app as Coach Satake Keenan Peely recaps the South Florida game, preview the matchup of Baylor, plus a brand new deep blue with Chris Brooks running not only into the end zone, but into your heart, and the film room with Max Tooley. And does BYU really need to beat Baylor to feel good about a 10-2 mark this season? Does it come down to that? We'll ask David Nixon what he thinks next. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by The Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio C with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is Baylor week for BYU football. And joining us now to discuss BYU's second matchup with the Bears in as many years is former NFL and BYU linebacker standout David Nixon. David, the challenge gets just a little bit more significant Mm, this year. Just a little bit. This week, I should say, with BYU turning the page to Baylor. Uh, By the way, we just found out the Associated Press poll is not going to come out until... Noon Mountain Time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern. So we will not have BYU's updated ring. But let's start there. Good Where, thing we prepared two topics in the A-block. <laughs> Where would you put BYU in this week's top 25, and where would you put Baylor? In your biased opinion, what do you think? In my biased opinion, I think BYU moves up two spots. I, you know, I, there, wasn't, there weren't a lot of teams that lost in front of BYU. Yeah. And then you have teams like Florida that, that beat Utah that probably would leapfrog BYU today. So I think BYU goes up a couple spots. They took care of business as everyone anticipated they would. Um, so nothing's too surprising. It wasn't like they went out there and beat a Baylor team this week to, to start the season. So, they beat Baylor's quarterback. What are you talking about? That is true. Yeah, that is true. Uh, but I, I think they fall right there in line with, you know, one or two spots. Um, it'd be fun if they moved up more. But I think realistically it's one or two. Yeah, okay. I, I, I believe in my also biased opinion uh, the BYU should should have started around 17 and be around 17 yep. right now. Where do you feel like BYU should be if, if uh, you know, yeah. all things were considered? Because it feels like they are not at the moment. I agree. I think they're a top 20 team. I thought they were preseason as well, uh, given the returning production, as yep. we know. Uh, 85% of the team re- returned this year. So the team that was number 19 to finish last year, and they bring back the most production of any team in college football. Correct. Yeah, I agree. I was shocked. With that being said, I was on here a couple weeks ago where I said I love the position they're in. I, I like the fact – you, you don't want to be like the team of North where you are overinflated, right? And, you're, and when I say that, you don't want guys thinking you're better than you are. Uh, so it's tough when you have a top 10 ranking. You have to live up, live up to the hype. I remember that. Yeah, o- sometimes you quest for perfection. It's tough. You get right? to, we've talked about this in the past. You get to a certain spot where, 
man, there is actually a lot of weight on your shoulders knowing that you're a top 10 team. You had to defend that ranking week in and week out. I mean, it goes back to when we played Utah State my senior year up there, Utah State. I was talking about this with someone last week. And we're up, I think, <laughs> 21 points, and we had kind of our, our second third stringers in, and the Utah State fans started chanting overrated to us. <laughs> and we're up, we're up 21. Uh, and so there's, there's some oh. expectations that come with that high ranking. So I think BYU deserves somewhere in the 15 to 20. They got 25, and I, but I actually like that spot where you're at because at least you're in the top 25. Um, and now you can just only move up from there if you keep winning. Obviously. Sure. This sure. goes away next year, though, because if BYU does it in the Big 12, they instantly get that yeah, credibility, totally. I, I think. Maybe it takes a year or two. But we're not going to have this, well, who'd they play again? Yeah. And what happened? Like, we know what happened. But not everyone is like, yeah, five and over versus the Pac-12, six and one versus. They don't know all this stuff, but Agreed. they will. Agreed. I think the I think the G5 effect uh, came into play with the ranking preseason ranking where BYU kind of got shafted a little sure, bit. Sure. But if, if you had this exact same team and you were already in the Big 12, I agree. I think you're probably 15, 16, 17. We, BYU might be overinflated at that point. Yeah. Who, who yeah, knows? Maybe. We maybe. might be in that game. And then if BYU loses a bowl game to a G5, we just go, eh, we weren't motivated. Yeah, we didn't want to play. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, expect Baylor to move up maybe a spot. I, th- I think the They'll Bears, be top 10. Yeah, yeah. Number, number nine coming yeah. to Provo. Uh, that said, with with week one happening, have your expectations shifted for BYU at all in terms of win loss? I'm I'm kind of like I feel better about BYU sweeping through the G5s. I kind of got them at like nine and a half wins. It could go either way, up to ten, down to nine. Where do you, where do you stay on that after one week? Yeah, I don't think they've shifted much. I think if anything, uh, the only reason it shifted is because watching the other teams BYU. Faces, right? Forza State did not look good. I watched that game. Utah State, well, they played Alabama. They didn't look great. But they didn't look great week one. They didn't look good against UConn. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't look great week one. Um, They might, they might, I mean, Utah State is Utah State. They're going to get up for BYU. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, And so I guess my expectations have shifted just based off BYU's opponents. Mm -hmm. Um, But you still look, I mean, Arkansas against against Cincinnati looked great. They looked really good. Uh, Oregon, of course, didn't look great against, against Georgia, but that's Georgia. I mean, those are. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio, you know, State. Ohio State. Those three are kind of the three, like, hey, we give you a pass on those. Those are pretty difficult teams. Um, but, you know, you look at BYU's schedule, Notre Dame looked pretty good yeah, against Ohio yeah. State. So, I don't know. I, I, I still – I thought BYU would have a 9-3 type season. I, I really did. I think you, you, you maybe drop one against Notre Dame. Um, Arkansas is going to be a tough one, and maybe this Baylor game. But other yeah. than that, I think BYU has a great shot. Even Oregon, I think they match up well against Oregon. It- and if BYU beats Baylor, 10-2 and two is still possible, it feels like. If BYU loses to Baylor, now, now it's kind of 9-3-ish. and three-ish. Because the hope, I don't know how you feel about it, but probably on the same page, is split against the big four. Yeah. you got to get at least a split. Now, Baylor, huge game at home. You hope to defend home turf, as Spencer has said. At Oregon, feels more winnable. I don't want to overreact to one game, especially against Georgia. But also, uh, I want to react properly to how BYU, how well BYU played, especially in that first half. So what do you think of at Oregon next week? Because we take it two games at a time on this <laughs> Yeah, we don't take it the next one. week. The team no. takes it one, we take it two games. Uh, I think the key to the Oregon game is how healthy does BYU come out against this week against, against Baylor good, and how banged, up they, how banged up they come out of it. Because I think this is going to be a very – what we saw last year, it's a slugfest. And when you're playing Big 12, especially a Baylor team, the Jeff Grimes team that loves to run it and cram it down your throat, as we saw last year, um, I think health is going to be a huge deal this week. And so if you can come out relatively unscathed, uh, I think they have a great shot next week. But if they come out banged up, that's okay. tough to go on the road against an Oregon spread team and try to fit new guys in on that defense specifically. That's a tough one. But I, after watching these USF game, 
the way that BYU came out, jumped on them, and what I loved about it most was they kept their foot on the gas pedal. They didn't let up, um, 38 to nothing at one point. And yeah, you maybe let up a very a little bit at the end when you put the second and third stringers in, uh, and, and you and you kept Puka out. Uh, and, and special teams was the real issue in this game. Two of those scores are directly yep. and and mostly indirectly off. Two great kick returns, of course. To- totally agree, and that was something that you know Kalani and I think uh, and Lamb and the rest of the coaching staff looking at and. You know, this is that's a that's something they've done for years. Where they try to put the ball in the in a corner, depend depend the return team between basically the hashes and the sideline, and they try to put it on anywhere from the you know goal line to the five yard line. Try to put them in that corner, and they feel like the pursuit team, the coverage team, get down there and stop them before they get to the twenty or twenty five, sure, right? Sure. Um, but this is one of those. See, you go back and watch the film. We'll break it down on AFR. There were a lot of really bad angles, yes. which it's kind of expected in week one, right? A lot of bad angles, uh, a lot of missed tackles, uh, and a couple of guys just kind of being too lax. Sure, and, and giving sure. And that guy is legit, Dude, Brian Batty. Yeah, yeah, Brian Batty. He, he's like, legit. Returning first-team yeah. All-American kick returner. So it was probably, I mean, up 38 nothing. I'm fine with this because yeah. you used it as live action to defend one of the Yeah, and Kalani told me it's probably my fault because I was like, no, this is a really good kickoff return. You guys need to figure out how to cover against these type teams. I'm fine with that. In in that scenario that that happened, I I agree. If the game's tied, no way. No way. You're kicking out of of the back of the end zone. Or out of bounds. Yeah, or out of bounds. How much you respect them. (laughs) With what happened, yeah. (laughs) Out of bounds is probably better. Give them the ball to 40. (laughs) Um, But no, overall, I went back and watched the game again last night. Overall, I mean, everyone, everything was clicking on all cylinders, which is exactly what you want in week one. Typically, there's rust you have to shake off. But this year against USF, they came out firing, especially after that delay. I mean, that delay is tough. Sure. Uh, because that, oh that, my gosh, that, that's yeah. worse. Especially when you're the visiting team. Home team, you're familiar with the stadium. You, can, you, know, you kind of feel like it's your home, so you can kind of relax a little more. Visiting team, it's all new territory, so you're kind of uptight, and it's, it's a tough one. David Nixon is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Did you learn anything about BYU's defense that you didn't know before? Did you see anything that was a little bit different than maybe you expected? Uh, no, I, I thought they performed the way I thought they should, especially with all the guys healthy, right? Uh, I did see a little more man-to-man uh, in, in that game, which BYU frankly got burned a couple times on some cover zeros. So uh, we'll break that down as well. But um, all in all, I thought they, they, they came out and played. Just, I mean, Keenan Peely was on fire. Peyton Wilgar had some fantastic plays. The D-line had some good surge. Um, when you look at the line of scrimmage, BYU's playing on their side of the line of scrimmage, which is obviously the key to the game. Uh, and, so they, and then they created a turnover. So I, I, I thought all in all, um, you know, and then also USF was one of four on, on fourth down. BYU did a great job. Of, yeah. I mean, those are quote-unquote turnovers as well. That's an area that BYU struggled in last year, mm. getting off the field on third and short uh, and fourth and yeah. short. Yeah, BYU offensively two of two. Uh, they were 100% on the day. So it was – to do like inside your own yeah. 45? Yeah. <laughs> like, <that laughs> which, was, which was gutsy. And you know what? Sure. When you look back at that play call and, and, and the fact that BYU Kalani decided to go for it, I love it. Because that's sending a signal to your team as well. Guys, we can do this, right? I got confidence in you. And it's sending a signal not only to the offense, but also to the defense. Defense, I know that if we don't get this, I know you guys can step up and stop them. And offensively, I got faith in you. Let's go. I got confidence. Get, that, get those two, three yards. Or you're just like Caleb Hayes, if you missed the story yesterday. He grabs his helmet, puts it on. They get, hey, defense, get ready. We're going for it on fourth and down. It happened twice, and he's like, I'm not putting on my helmet next time. I trust my offense. It's, it's a waste of energy. It's conserve the energy. Did you ever withhold putting on your helmet thinking Max is getting the first down? All the time. All the time. I'm serious. I, it would, it would, they'd, yell, they'd yell like third, fourth down alert. 
And I'd just be like, I, I mean, it's third and four. We have it, we're like 100% on the season with this number. <laughs> You're like, Dennis is going <laughs> to yeah. catch up for so, Somebody's going to get open. Harvey, come out of backfield. Like, I, I'm not worried about this at all. You literally didn't move. <laughs> You're just on the bench. Damn it! Like, it's warm over here. I mean, also, you have to know the guys are yelling, hey, third down, fourth down alert. Like, they're kind of annoying. So it's like, <laughs> it's like just be quiet. I, I can see the game on the Jumbotron. I don't need you to remind I'm me. I'm aware what down yeah. it is, okay? I, I, yeah, I don't know a lot, but I know that. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so with Baylor, where do you feel like BYU perhaps has some advantages? Because last year was tough. BYU gave up 309. They were on skates defensively. They stopped Tyler Algier. It was a run versus run defense game. Do you feel like it's that again? I, I think it is, but I have more confidence going in this year knowing the guys are healthy. I mean, you look back at last year, no Keenan Peely, right? Um, Peyton Wilgar was banged up. Peyton, guys were already banged up at that point in the season. And so I have much more confidence knowing that our horses – are back in full strength uh, compared to last year. Um, and frankly, one more year of experience uh, and film going against a Jeff Grimes t- type run team, right? And so, yeah, I, you know, you look at the numbers offensively, BYU and Baylor put up almost identical offensive numbers. They're both 570, 80 yards within, they're within like 10 yards of each other, what they did against their opponents this last weekend. Um, and so I think it's going to be an offensive slugfest. But defensively, I think this BYU defense is ready for this test. Okay. Just given, given, given what they did last year and also in week one and having all the guys back. I'm with you, man. I feel like stop the run. Stop the run. You have to win this game. I mean, that's always the key, but specifically it's Baylor and a Jeff Grimes offense. You have to stop the run. That's that's where they hang their hat on. David Nixon, great to talk with you, man. Looking forward to more on uh, after further review. Hey, always fun to break down a win. We love breaking down always. wins. It's been a fun last few years, so let's uh, we'll have fun tonight. There's some great. We, I was I looking at the clips yesterday. There's uh, there's some fun clips we're gonna break. Down. You've only broken down four losses in, since the end of 2019. Yeah, I mean, but that's that makes crazy. up for the what was it four and eight year four, four nine. nine four yeah. nine four nine yeah. it makes up for that yeah yeah so <laughs> that was a rough year you seven and six that hey, had some fun wins Kalani's record year. is outstanding in spite of the four and nine mark that he's he about to, he's going for win fifty yeah win fifty Let's go Saturday. all right okay check out after further view tonight seven Eastern is Dave Blaine and David break it down how BYU dominated South Florida how did they beat Baylor check it out tonight on the BYU TBF plus does BYU's bowl fate in twenty twenty two lies somewhere in New Mexico or even Alabama? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Follow BYU Sports Nation on the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Tick-a-tuck. Is that what it is? Tick-a-tuck? It is today. My favorite <laughs> phrase in Portuguese, by the way, was piquenique no parque. Picnic wow. in the park. How do you say it? Piquenique. Piquenique. No, in no? the okay. parque. Oh, it just sounds like no picnic in the park. Piquenique no parque. <laughs> yeah, cobblestone. Paralele Today's pibida. Brazilian phrase brought to you by yeah. Jerem Jordan. Yeah. Uh, he is Jerem. I am Spencer. Let's whip it. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Brett McMurphy projects BYU to face Missouri in the Birmingham Bowl, while okay. ESPN's Mark Schlebaugh has the Cougars facing Coastal Carolina. Ever heard of them? Yes. In the lend- you just did a coastal face. Yes. And there's St. Mary's face and there's coastal face. Do it again. Do coastal face. Coastal face? <laughs> in the l- <laughs> with a mullet. In the Lenty Tree Bowl in Mobile, both in Alabama. What do you want more, an SEC opponent or Coastal? Uh, Coastal Carolina. Coastal 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 Carolina. (laughs) You didn't finish the question. 
<laughs> Coastal who, Carolina. Who would you want more than Coastal in a bowl game? Uh, New Year's Six game. Seriously. Just anyone in if New Year's If BYU's six. not going to play in a New Year's Six game, like, frankly, there's pretty much no opponent that I would, like, look forward to more than a rematch with yeah. Coastal Carolina. I only have one. Who? Utah? Utah? Utah. Okay. Because it's one of those years where BYU's not playing. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. But Coastal, dude? Coastal. We knew <laughs> I wanted in Provo, though, and I want them to not know until Wednesday. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, Coastal Carolina, and I, like, I don't care where the game's played either. Like, it doesn't matter. You go back where. to Myrtle Beach? Like, well, I'm talking Conway? about, like, if it were the Myrtle Beach Bowl, then it'd be a little weird, right? Because it's like a home game for them. Okay, so anywhere but the Myrtle Beach Bowl, give me Coastal Carolina. There's no way BYU's ever going back to Coastal Carolina, by the way. That'll never happen. I don't think that'll ever happen. Heck no. Yeah. After that experience? <laughs> Good grief. All right, Jerem. <laughs> tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see? BYU soccer. Went 1-1-1 one, one, and one last week. Win against CSUN, tie against uh, number 20 Colorado, and lost to unranked Alabama. Will BYU soccer remain in the top 10 when the new poll is released later today? They've been in the top 10 all year. I think they'll be out uh, at probably 12. That's my guess, because they only won one of those three, and there was only one ranked team among those. Yeah, probably just out. Alaba right. Alabama's going to be ranked this week Yeah, because they beat BYU on the road. Big game with Arkansas, by the way. It was 4-1 coming up on uh, Thursday night. That, that'll be awesome. You're on the call now. That'll be fun. I, I think BYU, I, I said from the beginning when they were ranked third that I thought they were more of like a 12 to kind of 16 range type team. That's where I'm more comfortable. With you kind feel of, like they're leveling right now? I think, where they, where they I should think be? BYU's very good. To say they're not a top 10 team is not a slight. I think they're kind of a 12 to 16. Yeah, and I should note that BYU's ranking last week in included the tie against Colorado. So really, it's just two games that the voters are looking at specifically over the last week. It's yeah. a loss to Alabama and a win against a not very good CSUN. So team. 6 to 12 would be quite the fall if it's just based on those two. But that's what I think. I think just out. I wouldn't be surprised in like 11. Because people will see what they've done the whole season as opposed to week to week. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You won at Ohio State. You're going to get credit for that. Absolutely. You tied a pretty good Colorado team that's still in the top 20. Yep. The loss against Alabama is the one that like might drop them out of the top 10. We think it sure. probably will. And Alabama's quality. Yep. Ask Utah State how good Alabama's. Woo! Women's volleyball heads to Atlanta to play at number five Georgia Tech in a neutral site game with number eight Ohio State, also in Atlanta. What's required this week from the women's volleyball? Serve received, Jerem. It always comes down to serve. Thanks, coach. Receive. Like, you can't get out hit essentially 350 to 200, which is what it felt like for much of the match against Pitt. Like, I know BYU bumped it up to 260 because they played a little bit better as the sets went on. Set three was good. But, I mean, early on, they just got dominated. And it was surprisingly on their home floor. So, I mean, an, an even hit percentage and better serve receive for BYU. Like, that'll, that, to me, that's the key to at least splitting with these two outstanding teams. You got to get a split. Uh, BYU comes home with two wins, boom, right back in it, right? Um, only loss to Pitt in four, that's respectable. Pitt went to the final four last year. Sure. If BYU comes back with two losses, you're in trouble. You've gone three straight games against top 10 opponents and lost all three. Now you're kind of on the outside looking in, but yeah. BYU is going to be in the mix again for a Sweet 16 and beyond. It's just whether BYU can, can continue that and challenge for that Elite Eight again. By the way, I, I, I need to follow up on something, rewinding to 
uh, Utah State and Alabama, your comment, okay? Because we were joking, like, which team's gonna score more? Which, we weren't kidding. Which, which, team scored, which team scored more? Was it? Women's soccer. It was women's soccer. They had more goals than we Utah State. We said more goals than they had. Scored touchdowns. Than they had anything. <laughs> than they had first downs, question mark? Oh, oh gosh. Show me a sky. All right. Finally here in the whip. Athlon Sports Brian Fisher announces he is starting a new podcast called Head Coach U. The podcast will cover everything that goes into being a head coach, preparing for games, building a program, and more. His co-host is none other than former BYU and Virginia head coach Bronco Mendenhall. Well then. Have you already subscribed to the podcast, Jerem? I have not. I literally found out about it during the break. But this will be interesting. Bronco's a unique cat, as we know. I will listen to this because Bronco, as you said, is so different. I'll give it a one every other head coach and see if I want to hear it. Like he sometimes Bronco can be a little quiet and kind of methodical in the way that he presents things, but he's got a really unique mind. He's crazy successful. No one's questioning the success part of this. It's whether it's going to be an entertaining podcast. Yes, that's I, the, I will listen that's to this the podcast. Question, yeah. All right. All right, green room snack guy. <laughs> Will they bring up the green room snack guy? I guarantee no. that's a no. Tune in to BYU Sports Nation game day Saturday, 6 Eastern or 8 Eastern time. Hey, two hours and 15 minutes. This is awesome. Get ready for BYU and Baylor. They're going to be in Cougar Canyon inside the stadium. Everything will be covered. It's an expanded show and set. Come check it out in person. If not, watch it on BYU TV and the app starting Saturday night, 80s. Still on the way, your top five plays from the BYU-USF game for Top 5 Tuesday. But first, BYU All-American runner Casey Klinger yeah. joins us in studio. Hey, are, are the cross-country men underrated? We're going to ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We are live in Studio C. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. It's about time we discussed, like, probably the most dominant program on BYU's campus over the last eight to ten years. High-strength team right now? Right. Right? I mean, that's consistently, like, elite. Yeah. Everyone's like, what sport are we talking about? Unless you watch the previous bump where we said it. It is men's and women's cross-country, specifically yeah. the men's cross-country team today with All-American Casey Klinger. Casey, welcome up, Casey? to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Have we, we've had you on once, maybe? First um, time? First time. Yeah. What? First time. Welcome yeah. to the show, man. Great Thanks. to have you. Good for whatever reason, I was thinking we had you on in the COVID era, maybe over Zoom, but okay. Wow. First time. Yeah. Welcome to the studio, man. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I just asked a question before we went to break. We're talking about rankings and underrated and overrated. Is the men's cross-country team underrated at BYU currently? Currently? Like, I don't know. I think, I mean, people know we're good, especially at BYU. Like, they, like if they know the sport. They know we're good. Um, nationally, I think we're in a good spot just to, because we can just go up from here. So, I mean. Do you like it? Do you like where you are? I, we like where we are right now. Okay. Yeah, we're happy with it. I love that there's a rivalry with Northern Arizona as well. I yeah. just think it's fun. Like, because you'd think, hey, we're both running. You know, it's, it's, it's a unique sport in that you both kind of do your thing and hopefully right. I'll be ahead of you. But no, no, no. It's like a thing. It's a thing. With NAU. Yeah, it's a thing. How does that manifest itself when you're racing? Um, I mean, obviously, we're super competitive guys. And so you see a guy in a yellow singlet from NAU and you just want to <laughs> yeah, <wanna> beat him. <laughs> do you feel that about anybody else or is it just Northern Arizona? Um, 
I mean, it's like we because of the rivalry. Like if you see that yellow singlet, like you're gunning for them. But also like when you're in the front portion of the race, you kind of just want to beat anyone. So uh, it's a little bit of both. But there's definitely a special rivalry. I love that between us for sure. How are you a senior now? I feel like you just got here. Um, are you? Do you have? Are you like a junior <laughs> in track? Yeah, I'm a junior eligibility wise. Okay, so that's fantastic. You just listed as a senior, you have two years. Yeah, I have two years. Okay, that's good. Uh, yeah, I, I've awesome. been here since 2017, actually. I was going to say, so. <laughs> you, you you graduate high school and you're the Gatorade National Runner of the Year, which is incredible, cross country, going on a mission to Japan. Um, you've been uh, top 10 and 13 of 15 uh, races in your career. Awesome, three-time All-American. Like, what's the next step for you in your evolution as a runner? Um, that's a good question. I just, I've always wanted to just be better every year. Um, it's been a very like gradual progression for me and I've been managed to uh, improve every year, sometimes not as much as I wanted, but um, as long as I'm improving every year, I've been happy. And so this year is obviously, I want to be, you know, a title contender. I want to be in the mix. I want to, you know, try to keep that BYU streak alive. So. Hey, that'd be awesome. Especially with Connor winning the, yes. uh, obviously back to back right. national championships and the 20 K yesterday which is pretty cool it's as awesome. well yeah. yeah jeremy was just hanging out with connor at uh, the killers concert a few days yeah ago. next time you oh, come yeah? too yeah yeah you, sick invite yeah it was, yeah next <laughs> next time we'll bring it what did you learn from connor mance um i learned a lot of things from connor mance i learned how to like he's one of the most dedicated runners i've ever known like he's just so dedicated to the sport and to the team and so he taught me a lot of good habits um on how to be a successful runner Okay, the Cowboy Jamboree is coming up in a couple of weeks. That's on the same course as the NCAA Championships, right? Correct. What will that race mean in terms of sort of, okay, here's where it's going to be. Here's where we need to finish. Right. Um, it's always good to go check out the course before nationals. And so mainly it's just to go out there and get some exposure on the course. Um, a few of us have, are returners, so we've run there before because we ran back in March 2021 at that course. So, But we have a lot of awesome new guys that – it's going to be good to show them that course, get a feel for it, so we can come back really strong at Nationals. And I should clarify, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Stillwater. Oklahoma State, that's where it's at. Yep. All right, three-time All-American Casey Klinger of BYU Men's Cross Country is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Where do you feel like you need to be better specifically? Because, I mean, we're talking about, like, trying to trim up seconds and, like, just little, little things. Like, where do you feel like you need to be and will be better this year? Um, this year, my personal mantra, like, has been be tough. Um, I mean, cross country is all about who's the toughest. And so um, no matter how tough you are, you get out on the course and you realize you can be tougher. So um, this year is just to be, try to be the toughest guy on the course. Um, and yeah, just run through the pain. It's one of the two OG sports. <laughs> one is boxing. You're just fighting for your survival. Okay. And the other is running from like animals and stuff. Like the original humans, <laughs> this was part of it, right? You just got to be tough. Okay, you're, you're uh, married to Morgan Bauer, one of the three sisters on the team, Whitney right. and Eden. Tell us about the Bowers because they're an incredible family. We've gotten to know them over the years. Can you play volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> so my, I grew up around the sport. My two older brothers played volleyball at UVU nice. at their club. So I kind of grew up watching tournaments in the like gym. Like you can pepper and stuff? I, I can pepper. Hold your <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I, like, I, I actually played a grass tournament with Morgan two summers ago. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so. Oh, you can play then. I, I was definitely the weak link, but <laughs> I, I held my own. Okay. But, um, 
And yeah, right so, now, you're better than a few of her younger sisters. No. <laughs> False. They're all better. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. I can I love actually, yeah, they're all Kat's better. Cat's <laughs> the youngest, and she's 10. And she can whip it, dude. Oh, she's, I, wow. I've seen it in person. She's good. She's yeah, really good. She's really good. She plays at like five years up, I think. Yes. Wow. wow. So, I mean, clearly, so the Bowers get started early. I mean, did yeah. you do the same with cross country? I mean, um, were, were you thrown into the sport when you were like five years old and you're like, Casey, run <laughs> faster? You know, I was like, run a five. No parent would do that to their kid. Uh, <laughs> it's I grew up playing soccer, so I do like the right. the Pleasant Grove Strawberry Days 5K every year. Oh, like when I was so good. starting from when I was like 12. But okay. So yeah, when did you realize? I'm pretty good at this. When I started those. Yeah, it was like, oh, like, I'm decent at running. But I was just stuck with soccer because all my friends played, and I liked soccer. Um, and then, you know, getting up into high school, I just kind of made the transition out of soccer into running. So, Tell us something about the Bowers we don't know. So the Bowers, I, I don't know. I mean, they. I feel like you guys know a lot about the Bowers. <laughs> I want to know Ultra more. competitive. I want to know more. Yes. Um, well, they taught me how to hunt. Yeah. Yeah. And they do. They do love to yeah. hunt, fishing, yeah. hunting, like turkey calling. I mean, the yeah. first the first time I met her dad was in a goose pit. <laughs> what is a goose pit? It's a pit in the, the ground in a cornfield, <laughs> and you just like sitting there with a shotgun, waiting for waiting the, for geese to come eat the corn. That's where you met Danny Bauer, three yes. point specialist. That's, that's scary. Yeah, I think your daughter's long. great. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. I would like to marry you. To, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> got a, the man's got a shotgun. And you're meeting. <laughs> Seriously. Your future brother in law with a shotgun in hand. Yeah. That literally happened, but it wasn't on a, a porch. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's hilarious. And I mean, he's he's a good dude. He's I mean, great. Yeah, he's I awesome. love Danny. So, <laughs> but yeah, they're all, they've, yeah, they taught me how to hunt. We go fishing. Like, they're. They're awesome. That's awesome. cool. Yeah. That's hey, let's cool. give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. For yeah, good luck. On the show, man. Good luck with everything. You're already Great awesome. Time you're a three-time All-American. This will give you just a little bit of edge. Be tougher on the course. Be tough. Let's Take go. Take the karma run low. It. Thanks for coming in, Casey. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay, 3-1-1 one, one women's soccer. It's 4-1 Arkansas. Thursday night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and the app as well as the BYU Radio app. Big game for the Cougars again. Up next, why you should never have a conversation with your father-in-law when he's holding a shotgun. <laughs> also, the top five plays from last Saturday's BYU win are next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey, Danny. <laughs> presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Make sure to download the BYU TV and BYU Radio app to get on-demand programs like BYU Sports Nation and subscribe to your, uh, on your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe, rate, and review. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday, and we are looking back at the top five plays from BYU's win at USF, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing! Number five, as in Dallin Hoker, number five, bowls his way into the end zone for his third career touchdown to make it 35-0 in the second quarter. Finished with three catches, 39 yards. Uh, two weeks ago, I said it's time for Dallin to do more, and I'm excited to see him featured more in this offense. Yes. He's a very good receiver. He'll be featured in this week's show. We have an interview with him tomorrow. I ask him about his celebration. Yeah. He rates his celebration there. Number four, Christopher Brooks. This is the Chris Brooks we expected after his performance in fall camp. 40-yard run, shifty, powerful, and the acceleration. Sets up BYU deep in USF territory, and BYU would score a touchdown on the next play. Chris Brooks just getting started. Number two, Max Tulis. Or three. Three, rather. <laughs> Thank you. Number You're welcome. 17. <laughs> Chris Brooks scores his first touchdown as a BYU Cougar following the safety. BYU looking for that nine point possession. Yes. Tack on some more. 52 yards 
to the Casa by Brooks. 47-14 at that point. He finished with 13 carries, 135 yards, and a touch. That's quite a debut. Number two, Max Tooley. You think he studied film? Uh, yes. Pick six, eight minutes into the first half, puts BYU up 21 to nothing. In the first quarter, for that matter. Gary Bohannon has had better throws and better days. 33 yards for a touchdown. Tooley's first touchdown at BYU, and he also had five tackles. Bohannon's first interception of 21 and 22 were to Brigham Young. Uh, Max Tooley, I believe, still available on the waiver wire in our fantasy football contest, Jerem. This is true. This is true. And the number one play from the South Florida game. The opening play by Puka Nakua, of course. 75-yard jet sweep to the house. Yet another jet sweep touchdown in the quarter. Set the tone for a dominating performance. In fact, recruiting analytics says he was going 20.7 miles per hour, which is what Spencer Linton has never done in the neighborhood. Fourth <laughs> hey, fastest, hey, 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 hey. Fourth fastest ball carrier in week one. You typically go 15 is what I'm saying. Yeah. Fourth fastest in the country? That's amazing. What a play to start the season. BYU's first opening 70-plus yard touchdown since 1987. Our question of the day. After one week, how have your expectations for BYU football changed, if at all? Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. Brent Fredrickson answers on Twitter. I thought the most likely scenario was three power five losses and one group of five loss for eight and four. Okay. Naturally, was hoping for more. I now think BYU goes 10-2 and two or 9-3 and three at worst. So he's kind of with us at like, all right, nine and a half-ish. This still assumes Jaron is healthy, right? We assume health on this program. That is the key. And it includes a lot of other players on the team as well. If, yeah, BYU is healthy. They can be a very, very good team this year. No question. Great. No question. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Should we give it to just a bunch of ranked teams? All the ranked teams on campus. It's very exciting right now. Men and women's cross country, women's soccer, women's volleyball, football. Let's go. We assume football's still ranked. Still waiting for that. Our thanks to today's guests, David Nixon and Casey Klinger. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. We ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jeremiah and Spencer, shout out to Ricky Bauer. Why not? Nice. Stay tuned for After Further Review and BYU Football with Kalani Satake tonight. See you then. Go Cougs.